the Murder, Mystery, and Mayhem podcast. Or M Cubed for short. I'm Sam and she's Paige. Join our crazy train and let's talk about murder. So we're going to do two today and then at some point. We have 19 downloads. <gasps> oh shit. <laughs> at some point we're going to do the Cajun Abyss case and it's going to be a two-parter. And I haven't decided whether it's going to be like a two-parter in that it is. At the same time. At the same time because I hate waiting the second part. Or if it'll just come out the next week. I don't know. I guess it depends on if we have a backlog of cases that we can we can throw in. Like now. Like now. <laughs> yeah. So right now, no. Um, it would be a two-parter and it would be two separate weeks. <laughs> yeah. I've been slogging. Well, we, no, ha- we had cases. Technically. We just kind of messed up our cases. We didn't mess them up. The audio was messed up on three cases that we've recorded. So... Therefore, we should have three more, but, you, you know, know, fucking audio. <laughs> uh, so what stupidity are we, or do you just want to jump in? I don't know. I don't know if we've, we've said this. Paige likes to say weird things into the microphone. <laughs> no, I don't. That you is do. totally you Sam. You like to whisper penis or something <laughs> like that. And so you dare me to find it and bitch is up for a challenge. Her. Bitches up for a challenge. I will find it. I will fucking find it. But anyway, so every time she does this, I have this little sheet, or I have this little um, recording bit that has all these weird little words that she says, and I put it at the end. So if you ever hear somebody whispering, it's not a ghost or anything, it's just Paige whispering dirty, dirty things into your ear. Mm, sweet nothings. <laughs> I've got to figure out. I've got to get a fucking chair over here. Yeah, because right now she's just squatting in place. I am. It's It's fun times. Uh, <laughs> I'm a squatter. Uh, anywho, so the case that we are one of the cases that we're talking about today is the strange disappearance of the Jameson Jameson family. I am gonna have to slow my shit down. Yeah, you're gonna have to slow down. I'm gonna have to up on cocaine again. <laughs> I would say Mountain Dew, but I'm not having Mountain Dew today. But you've had cocaine? No. <laughs> I'm not having cocaine either. But it sounded more fun to say cocaine than Mountain Dew. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to talk about the strange disappearance of the Jameson family. There are three individuals in the family. <laughs> There's four. The puppers counts. Okay, there are Four individuals in the family. Three human and one puppers. There we go. Okay, so we have the father, who is Bobby Jameson, the mother, who is Sherilyn, and the child, who is Madison Stormy Jameson, and the dog, who is Macy, which is adorable. She's a little, what is she, a little Shih Tzu or something? No, I don't know. I showed you a picture. God, why don't you know? I don't know. I don't know breeds. How dare you? I know huskies. Makes sense. Because <laughs> they're assholes. You got a couple of those, right? And dig up my yard. What kind of dog was he, Sam? I don't know. I can she. find the picture Oh, again. okay. Never mind. It was, it was a tiny little puppy. A tiny little puppy. A tiny little puppy. It was a tiny little house dog. So at the time of their disappearance, Bobby was 44 years old, Sherilyn was 40, and Madison was 6. I don't know how old the dog is. So on October 8th, 2009, the family decided to go look at a 40-acre 
plot of land in Red Oak, Oklahoma. This was about 30 miles or so from where they were currently living. Okay. And I would say where they were living, but my mouth doesn't work that way. <laughs> was it like Falala? Yeah. Yeah. It's falafel. I don't know. <laughs> I, I legitimately, I don't, it's like, I don't know. Eufaula or something. Eufaula. I don't know. No, I think it's that's falafel. right. It's falafel. It's Eufaula. You're right. I'm proud of you, Sam. Yay! <laughs> okay, so um, that's why, that, that's the, legitimately, I don't want to fuck up the name too terribly. <sighs> the plan was to move this storage shed. And I say shed, but it's really just a massive ass Container. Shipping container. Mm-hmm. Like those real fucking long ones that you see like in a shipping yard. Which they already had and it was in their current home's yard. They went out and uh, looked at the land, spoke to some associate of whoever was selling the land. And I'm assuming it was like a realtor or just some kind of contact, like a third party. Mm-hmm. And that was the last time they were seen. So, the family wasn't reported missing immediately because their lifestyle wasn't the most consistent about being around other people. Mm-hmm. Um, They're hermits? Kind of, yeah. Uh, they were planning on living off the land in Red Oak. So, according to many of the sources I found, they had already unenrolled Madison from school because that was their plan. They were going to th- go there, buy this land, move the shipping container there, and then move. Though I don't understand why they would have already unenrolled Madison because there wasn't a house or anywhere to live on the land Mm -hmm. before they moved the shipping container. And in my head that seems like a big process of finding somebody to move it and and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know. They weren't reported missing until the truck was found, actually. On October 16th, 2009, the Jamesons family truck was found. The doors were locked, so all the doors were closed, all the doors were locked. It was just pulled over to the side of the, this little gravel road. Mm-hmm. There wasn't any signs that there was a rush to get out of the vehicle or... Not a busted window. Like no somebody... busted windows. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Two hunters found the truck. They called law enforcement and was like, well, this isn't normal because it has been here for, for a few days. Right. So law enforcement comes out and they are able to get into the truck. In this truck, they recover both parents' IDs, Sherilyn's wallet, their phones, and $32,000 in cash. And their puppers. Aww. But, positive note here, uh, puppers was definitely starving, but she was alive. So, yay! Poor baby. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. That was like some crazy miracle for that, for the hunters to actually come around and attention yeah after they realized the family was missing they put a search group together this involved over 300 people they searched everywhere around the truck which is insane that they didn't find any clues because where the bodies were found much much later they should have they should have found them if they were there right they should have but i'll get into that in a minute uh during the course of the investigation they went to the family home and found that they had cameras And this is in 2009, so it's a little weird to me still, because I don't remember if anybody ever really had cameras outside their house at that time. Right. Do you remember? Like... No, not really. I mean, my mom was super paranoid all the time, so I bet you if she could, she would have had cameras for sure. 
But no, I mean, I don't think that was common. It just seems strange to me. Like currently, everybody has some type of some type of camera outside their house, whether yeah. it's the ring or oh yeah, I have ring cameras. Like we've got three, one on each side of the house. Yeah, <laughs> facing each road. <laughs> um, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, now it's common, but like back then. Yeah. Back then, oh it wasn't God. that. Long I mean, ago. that was two years after I graduated high school. <laughs> so it's not that long ago. It, it's pretty long. <laughs> they saw the cameras and they did a little digging and they found some recordings. There is a video that I watched, and I had you watch the last time we recorded this, where they were walking from the house to the truck with boxes of stuff and they're going back and forth. Right. All of the the sources that I looked at were like, oh, it's an eerie video of the couple walking in and out and in a trance-like state and da 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 da. Like, it looks like people who have moved a shit ton. And they're just fucking over it. Mm-hmm. Like, get this shit out of my house and let's be fucking done. But the problem I have with this is, one, if Madison wasn't enrolled in school, she's not on that video. Right. I'm sure there's more of the video and it's been cut down a lot in order to to get it to the masses to see if there was anything strange about it. But, so, so if their kid wasn't there, where was she? Mm-hmm. Because I've got four of my own. You've got a couple. You know that if you're moving things and you're actually needing to do something productive they're gonna be up your ass they're going to be (laughs) they're going to make it as hard as possible but this kid was nowhere to be seen but seriously they they just look like a like a couple of people that were tired of fucking moving and they were just trying to get the shit done right or i mean they could have been arguing they could have had like a fight or something too and they just and moving is stressful moving is very fucking stressful very stressful so maybe yeah I don't know. Nobody nobody will ever fucking know. Also, random little thing. If they were not going to purchase the place that day, mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense for them to move boxes. My brain is not connecting the dots there. Why? It, well, like, if they were taking it to Goodwill or to uh, Salvation Army, maybe. Yeah, because it didn't, it didn't seem like in the, the reports that the law enforcement found a whole bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. In the car or in the in the truck, so maybe they did get rid of it beforehand, or maybe it was the stuff they sold to get the thirty two thousand dollars. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't think about that before. Actually. Yeah, they could have sold that shit. Yeah. I don't know what the shit would be, but yeah, for thirty two thousand. Maybe they already had some of it though, but no, because they also there was a picture of of what they found in the in the in the truck, and there was the bands from the bank. Yeah, the straps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they. I mean, they got the money from the bank because mm-hmm. they all had, they had straps on. Right. Or whoever they got the money from was from the bank because they had the the um, bank straps on it. So fucking confusing. This whole this whole thing is just bizarre. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of random things that people focus on when they look at this case, and one of those things is the parents thought their home was haunted. Oh. Like, Madison apparently had an imaginary friend named Emily, and her mother thought it was a demon. Oh. Why did she think it was a demon? What did Emily say? I don't know. It doesn't specify. Hmm. But apparently they talked about it enough, because they even had to, they consulted their pastor about exercising malicious spirits, and Bobby had even asked the pastor if, if he knew where to get special bullets to rid the family's 
home of spirits living in the roof. So they're just gonna call the Winchesters. Absolutely. There you go. <laughs> That's my favorite word, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that also solves where Madison is. She is playing with a demon. Maybe so. And her and Emily are just kicking it upstairs. That's so fucking weird. Also terrifying. There is a theory, though, that the, the parents were possessed, and that's why they were moving things in such a trance-like state and just acting slightly odd. Oh, so they think that Emily possessed them. Maybe. Oh, that's... Did, that's, did a, that's, the, a, that's a theory later on after everything came out. So did the pastor come up with these bullets? Did... No. No, no. no, he didn't know where Did he exercise them. or sage the house or anything? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I think they did end up saging the house, but um, it's just odd. Uh, yeah, no shit. <laughs> Again, so many fucking odd things. Speaking of odd, another little tidbit here. The storage container um, that they had planned on converting into their home mm-hmm. in this little red oak area had strange writings on the outside. So fucking weird. <laughs> so part of it said three cat three cats killed by people. I'm assuming it says something like around here. There's a symbol for like the person who took the photograph, um, covering up that part. But it's like three cats killed by people. Witches don't like their black cats killed. Only God can judge something sin, and we know what you did. May God bless your soul. So, apparently, these were all written by Sherilyn. How do they know that it was written by Sherilyn? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe the cameras? Okay. Maybe, or maybe... I know Sherilyn's mother lived with them for a short time before they went missing. So, maybe she saw them do it. Or saw her... Do it. Yeah. Because it's really strange. It's all in, like, weird, weird font, too. Like, so... Sherilyn had three cats, mm-hmm. and somebody killed all three of the, her cats? Yes. She had three three cats that had died in this area, and so she was blaming somebody in the neighborhood. Well, it was probably for killing them. Emily sacrificing them. Anyway, um, <laughs> so they had a bunch of friends uh, support this haunted theory. Like One of them said that she felt a disturbance anytime she went into the home, and when she left, she felt very down and depressed, and then... Like, when she was far enough away, she was like, oh, I'm fine now. Yeah, so that, I think, is just being around them. Like, when you're around certain people, it just, like, drains your energy, you know? You feel you feel how they are, so, like, you, you know. I completely understand that. Yes. <laughs> so I think her just being around them, I mean, I'm not saying that she's lying or anything like that. Yeah. She probably did feel that way. Mm-hmm. But I think it's probably because... They were putting off that energy. And their dynamic. Yeah. Um, I mean, they were they were also very frantic anyway, thinking that their house was haunted. So, yeah. I mean, there has to be, there's some something going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll go ahead and say that there was no substance abuse. Sus- maybe it was suspected, but there was no evidence of substance abuse or use. Which, that would be a really easy answer, because mm-hmm. that... I mean, that could have been where they got that money, too, mm-hmm. and the strange behavior. Yeah. But there's no no evidence of it. Hmm. So, now that we have um, discussed all the, a little bit of the weirdness there, uh, I'll go into a little bit of a history prior to them disappearing in 2009. So, 
In 2009, in May, Bobby had filed an order of protection and a civil lawsuit against his father, Bobby Dean. He was 67 at the time. The civil suit was based on Bobby working for his parents at a gas station that mm-hmm. they owned. So, apparently his the agreement was that Bobby would receive a portion of the sales, mm-hmm. and that never happened. So, that's what the, the civil suit uh was for. So allegedly so. Bobby Dean, the father, did not pay his son the portion that he had promised. So that's, that was the basis for the civil civil suit. You know, they had made an arrangement for him, Bobby to get paid by his father, Bob Dean. Mm-hmm. But allegedly that never happened. Right. And I say allegedly because there was no ending to that case other than they disappeared and a few months later, Bob Dean died as well. For the order of protection... Bob Dean allegedly threatened Bobby and his family and even attempted to run Bobby over with his vehicle. Oh. And I'm going to say allegedly again. So both of these cases were ongoing at the time the family disappeared. Oh. So there's really no ending on either one of those. Yeah. Eventually the the order of protection was, was closed out because Bobby didn't come for any other court appearances. Um, and then after a while the civil suit also just kind of closed because there could be no resolution without Bobby there. Yeah. So, in 2009, or in in December of 2009, Bob Dean, Bobby's father, died. So that was just a few months later. Yeah. So they they disappeared in October, Mm -hmm. and Bob Dean died in December. Madison, the six-year-old, was named the sole beneficiary of his estate. That's weird. That cut out his wife, and his son. That's suspicious. That is really strange. That is really, really weird. I don't know why. I mean, unless they had a... I could see him having a falling out with his son and him taking his son off of his his will or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I don't know why he would cut out his wife. Yeah, that's weird. That doesn't make any sense to me. This will was dated for October 27, 2008. So, a, a year prior to their disappearance. Mm-hmm. So. That is suspicious. It is odd. Or just a weird coincidence. Or maybe it's just a weird family dynamic. I don't know. It's weird. But, I mean, if you're going to sit there and, and threaten your child and their entire family, I feel like that's probably an indication that you are not well either. Or stress from being accused of killing your son and his entire family. Um, Was he accused? Yeah. Oh. But, well, I mean, logically thinking... This family disappears and nobody fucking knows where they're at. You're gonna look at their history and there's an order of protection where he claims that he was gonna kill him. That his father was going to harm him and his family. Did he say him and his family or did he say him and his wife? Uh, it's his family. family. Mm. But again, that's not like official court records that I got that from, so it could have just been Bobby and his wife. And then Keith Madison. And Keith Madison. I don't know. Because he made Madison heir. Also, lots of interpretation. <laughs> so four years later, on November 15th, 2013, hunters in the area stumbled upon the Jameson's skeletal remains. So three years later? Four years later. Four years later. Okay, yeah, yeah. Less than three miles from where the truck was found. So four years later, mm-hmm. less than three miles from where the truck... And they, like, they searched all they had over. They 300 people searching for this family. 300. And nobody found anything. So the reason behind them not finding something, finding anything, is that it was in the fall. 
and there was a lot of trees covering the ground. Not trees, sorry. A lot of leaves covering the ground. A lot of leaves covering the ground. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hmm. In the area that they were found, it is a very wooded area, Mm -hmm. but... mm. They weren't rustling the leaves, they weren't moving the leaves, they were just leaving the leaves. Like, they weren't... That's not looking. I mean, if you would have... If you would have... There there were three individuals lying on the ground, you would would think that there would be some weird thing about the leaves in the area. Like a mask, yeah. And you would like, hmm, I wonder about this. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. But still, like, if I'm searching for somebody, I'm still gonna, like, move things, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I have no idea how they missed them. Next, okay, so if that ever happens, get a leaf blower, (laughs) okay? And just... (laughs) Multiple, multiple battery packs. Yes. Just ready, just... Just ready to go. Okay. Because that's ridiculous. (laughs) I mean, that's crazy. I know, I don't, I don't understand. Three miles. And then they found bones at that point, correct? And they found bones. So, the autopsies were inconclusive, and no arrests have been made to date. Due to the extreme elements for the four years mm-hmm. that they were missing, there was little evidence and animals made a huge impact on their raids. Now, I will say that when the hunters found the family, there was a small hole in Bobby's skull. Mm-hmm. I think it was later found to be Bobby, Bobby's skull. They initially thought that was a gunshot wound, but... And the hunters still believe this. <laughs> but the police and the coroner or whatever, they determined that it was due to animal animals digging at the at the skeletal remains. Oh, okay. So, I don't know. So, it was like kind of more of a crack than a hole? No, it was a tiny little hole. It was a tiny little hole. And there were, I think there were markings and stuff around it. Yeah, it, it's weird. That is weird. So, a little side note here. At some point, they had a person living with them that was a neo-Nazi just Aryan Nation bullshit guy mm-hmm. that found out that Sherilyn had Native American ancestry or something like that. And they came to blows on that. Like, he blew up, she did not like that, and she pulled out a twenty two pistol and pointed it at him and told him to leave. He refused, so she shot the ground by his feet. <laughs> I don't think they found this gun. Really? There's a lot of strange things. So many coincidences. (laughs) So, I'm going to give you a little bit more about the individuals themselves and kind of what was going on with with them. You're going to make this more confusing. I am going to make this more confusing and probably go, now why didn't she fucking say this to begin with? Because I didn't want to put any ideas in your head. So, and you'll understand in a second. So, Sherilyn was known to have been diagnosed with schizophrenia, and she wasn't the most consistent with medications or therapy for this diagnosis. Hmm. So, this would potentially explain the ghost, the erratic behavior, mm-hmm. and a few of other, other things that came up in the case. So, schizophrenia, what does that entail? You hear voices. I think it can be auditory and visual. Mm-hmm. So you see things mm-hmm. and you hear things. Uh, according to um, the Mayo Clinic, schizophrenia is a serious mental disorder in which people interpret reality abnormally. Schizophrenia may result in some combination of hallucinations, delusions, and even extreme, extremely disorder, shit, and extremely disordered thinking and behavior that impairs daily functioning. 
and can be disabling. But, I mean, surely they're thinking, I mean, it sounds like what you described Mm -hmm. is what she was feeling. Yeah. Also, people with schizophrenia require lifelong treatment. Yes, you have to. Therapies, things like mm-hmm. that. Um, there's a guy on TikTok. He's a schizophrenic hippie. Freaking love him. <laughs> <laughs> but he does he does seminars and, and things like that to to kind of spread awareness about uh, mental illness and try to destroy the stigma of of mental illness in general. But he he it took him a long time to kind of figure out what works best for him. And medication is kind of funky for everybody anyway. Yeah. But he talks about how. He will record his conversation with people if he feels like there might be something weird about it. Mm-hmm. Because he does see people there um, with the schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. And so if he if he does a recording and he looks down at the phone and there's nobody there, he knows that it is a hallucination. Because his hallucinations don't pick up on the phone. That makes sense. So That's he's, smart. So he's able to kind of figure that out um, right. that way. And I don't know how he managed to figure that out, but it's freaking genius is what it is. <laughs> I don't know if I would have ever yeah, um, ever thought about that. So uh, she was diagnosed with that. And Bobby had also been in a car wreck in 2003 and had some major back injuries. Man, we and got by major, I mean, way off course. Yeah, we did. Oh, man. Okay, sorry. Um, he had back injuries. I don't know mm-hmm. how severe they were, but they were enough that he wasn't able to work consistently. Or stand for long periods of time and things like that. So, one of the theories is that they decided to go walk around the land and have a picnic or whatever. Was there a picnic basket? No. No. There was like, there's a bunch of theories that go along with it. I'll I'll get into a few of them. Um, But, they thought that the family just went for a walk or whatever. Well, I was saying, they found their phones in the in the car in the truck, so they had like one of the last photos of of Madison. You, you saw it; she kind of had her arm crossed over her chest, and she looked kind of irritated. Like I don't want to walk anymore. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know why I don't know that why they would go on a walk without a uh, cell phone, but or why didn't you bring Emily? Yeah, why didn't you bring Emily? <laughs> That's terrifying. <laughs> um. But anyway, so I can't imagine somebody with a back injury wanting to go for a walk at yeah. all. Like, maybe for a short distance to to be involved with the family or whatever, but still, it's a little weird. Um, Let's see. Also, according to Sherilyn's mother, the family, uh, Bobby and Sherilyn, were having financial trouble, which, again, $32,000 in their truck does not make sense. No. And she says that Bobby made a statement to the effect of, I know a way to get the money, but I won't involve you. So, that's sketchy as fuck. In July of 2009, Sherilyn's ex-husband took custody of their son, Colton. Um, I think he was 12 at the time. Okay. And then, shortly after that, in September, right before they disappeared, she was hospitalized following a suicide attempt. What in the world is up with this family? I don't know. Um, but the 12-year-old Colton said he would prefer to live with his mo- his father, and his mother seemed very depressed and awkward acting sh- acted strangely. Holy crap. So he said these statements in July when her ex-husband took custody of Colton. Okay. In July area. I'm sure there was probably a couple of court hearings or whatever, so mm-hmm. I don't know where it goes. But he said he would prefer to live with the father because his mother was very depressed and acted strangely. So this behavior wasn't new 
Poor guy. Now he lost his mom. Yeah. So, they disappeared in October, early October. And in, in the months before, she had attempted uh, suicide. So, so, she could have done something. That's one of the theories. Theory time. So, number one, Bob Dean came through with his promises of harming the family. Mm-hmm. But we've already discussed this, and it doesn't seem logical. Well. Maybe, maybe for the parents, but, and things went wrong. Yeah. Because if he claimed, like, he, you know, made her a beneficiary, he may have been like, you know, I'm going to off the two parents and kick your kid. Maybe. And then when things went bad, he was like, you know, stressed out mm-hmm. and had a heart attack. The second theory is there was a cult involved. I'm not entirely sure how this one ties in, but Sherilyn's uh, mother, Connie Cocotin? Cocotin? I don't know. Anyway, so she's the one that brings this theory up. So we know that Sherilyn was okay with the Wicca thing, or at least liked to bring up witches a lot mm-hmm. because of the the container that was like, witches don't like their black cats killed. Mm-hmm. Um, but her mother was convinced that there was some cult activity and they were put on like a hit list. Oh. Which ties into the par- to the the friend were the friend that they had living with them at one time that mm-hmm. was a neo-nazi they also believe at, there is a whole subreddit on this <laughs> where they believe that he had put their names on a list for a hit list for the the nazis really yeah i don't know i don't know if that's the case are there nazis in oklahoma i mean there's nazis everywhere come on now <laughs> Alright, so, number three. Demons. I don't know. <laughs> so, um... Dang, I don't know. If Oklahoma's, it's rough over there. You got demons, you got Nazis, serial killers. What are y'all doing over there? I don't know. Apparently it's a really cheap place to live, too. Cults? So, the family's pastor uh, came forward and was like, they, they consulted with me regarding an ex- exorcism. But they weren't Catholic, so I'm not sure how that works. Wait, what? Okay, so the pastor, the family's mm-hmm. pastor, where they had gone to them and was like, oh, I need to, do you know where to find the special bullets? And um, Bobby even told him at one point that he had a satanic Bible and he was going to use that for an exorcism. What? Again, confusion. I'm very confused on all of this. I don't know how any of this ties into anyone or anything. It makes no sense. I think somebody was just bullshitting on that one. So, um... (laughs) The only type of exorcism I've ever heard of is, like, Catholic exorcism. Like, their exorcism of Emily Rose? Well, I was thinking of the actual exorcist where, like, bitch's head went around in circles and vomit just went across the room. See, I think a scary movie when I think of that. I mean, the exorcism was supposed to be a scary movie. Turned out was fucking hilarious because... Scary movie too. Projectile vomiting. Where she's like, he's she like pisses in the floor, and they start singing, <laughs> "You nasty." That's true. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Oh, uh, let's see. The next one, a drug deal gone wrong. But again, there is no evidence in the home, in the truck, anywhere. Right. That there was any evidence of, of the family being involved in drugs. Then there was the more logical, kind of, sort of, still can't get behind it, 
the family got lost on a walk and died of hypothermia and exposure. However, the weather was around 40 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. And they were only three miles away from their house. Yeah. Or not their house, but their um, their truck. Mm-hmm. But I'm also the person that gets lost just going in. Like, I need GPS for everything. <laughs> so, I could I could uh, get behind some uh, getting lost and just not knowing where the fuck you are. Yeah. Especially since you're, they're not, you aren't familiar with the area. I don't know. Mm. Then there was the idea that they had staged their deaths to get get away from their current life. Okay. But... Why wouldn't they take the you... money with them? Yeah. Well, there's that, and then I also don't know how you stage your death and actually die. Oh, yeah, because they found the bones. They found the bones. <laughs> so good. Um, and then there was the murder-suicide theory. Apparently, the, the police found a, an 11-page letter written to Bobby from Sherilyn in the truck when they initially found it. Um... The original sheriff described the letter as a hate letter. So she accused him of being a hermit um, and listed some other things that she didn't like about him. Uh, (laughs) Sounds like a great letter, right? (laughs) In another letter found at the home, she mentioned death. Um, Sherilyn's mother had lived in the home with them from March to June of 2009. From March to June? So she lived with them from March to June. Her son was taken from her in July. And that's she attempted she... suicide in September and then disappeared in October. Wow. But she says that she can't see them harming Madison and they would protect her at all costs. But then again, she also spoke about the dramatic changes in her, in her daughter. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's all very strange, Sam. This is a weird case. It's very strange. But that is my... Um, that's my story about the Jameson family disappearance. And there's nothing. There's nothing. There's no. They don't know it. anything. Um, but if anybody does have any information about the family's disappearance and demise, um, they should call the Latimer County Sheriff's Department at 918-465-2161. That, I mean, I can't believe that there's nothing. There's nothing. They don't know anything. No, there's so many random leads. Like, I just covered some of the theories. There are so many more. That is crazy. And there is nothing to go on. And they they really did, like, I don't know how they missed the family to begin with when they did the initial search, but they worked a lot on this case. And so I can't say that anybody really fucked up. Because, you know, like, there are some cases of, like, oh, my God, law enforcement should have done this, that, or the other. I'm not sure that's the case on this one. Yeah. No one's any closer to an answer now than they were back then. That's awful. And they were found in 2013. And they disappeared in 2009. Mm-hmm. You know, that's when I went to Oklahoma, right? was in 2009. <laughs> you know what? I need to get away from this fucking Oklahoma case. Yes. Holy shit. <laughs> I was in a dangerous place you at 17. A dangerous place. What the hell? How'd you let me do that? I didn't know you then. <laughs> I barely knew you before, like, this year. Not this year, but, like, you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't know. You did some shady shit. I did. If you'd like to reach out to us with any questions, suggest a case, or tell us your true crime or spooky stories, you can reach out to us at M3. Now, that's 
the number three, truecrimepod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at M3 Murder, Mystery, and Mayhem. Thanks for listening to our dumbasses. Have a fan-fucking-tastic week. Bye!